mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world, then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires, many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guests, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. Welcome to Ditch Digger CEO. I've got a, an amazing man on with me today that I met uh, prior to my, my campaign for governor and then got to know uh, a little better. Dean, uh, you know, you actually uh, came out to my campaign, a couple of different events I had, and, and I really appreciated you being there. Um, uh, we also then did a little business together. Your, your company did some hats and shirts and stuff for us. And boy, what, what high quality stuff that you, you know, you create compared to the stuff you can find anywhere at, uh, you know, anywhere made in China or wherever, right? Uh, Bangladesh or China or wherever the, the quality of your products comparably is not, it's not even close. So we were, we were blessed to have you on our team when it came to making a lot of stuff for us. So thanks for that. And then, uh, you know, I, I've got, I've got this guy on because Dean is a, a great Patriot, somebody that's fought for our country totally understands uh, what it takes to, to, to keep this country free. And then nowadays is a, is a business entrepreneur that's you know, gonna, gonna take advantage of the freedom that he helped fight for. And uh, these are the type of people in, the, in, in, you know, in my podcast going forward. I want patriots, I want people that have served like you, Dean, or I want people like me that just love what you're about. They love, they, they love and appreciate people like you uh, that have fought for this great country. So um, in the past, I've had a mix of both. I've had, I've had some great patriots, uh, people that fought for our country. I've had great, great leaders in business that, that understand what this free enterprise system is built on, uh, the backs of people like you. And uh, so that's what we're about. And so welcome, Dean. Uh, Dean Dan Wagner, thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. And we're going to talk about your story. Um, welcome. Well, Gary, honored to be your guest and looking forward to a great discussion. And it was fantastic to be there with you at the campaign kickoff event. And you'll be there and play a small little part of it. And you touched on something that's very important to me is, you know, America and a belief in the American worker and just producing amazing high quality products. Absolutely. And boy, like, like I said, it, it's it's not easy to, to be a, to be a, in your boat, to be in your shoes, I should say. You know, building a business in America is not easy. You can go, you can go all over the world and find cheaper labor, like uh, you know, as productive in many cases, and cheap labor. Um, but boy, you, you know, that doesn't do a lot for our country and for the st stability of our of our of our country and our job markets. So I appreciate you that you're focusing on that exclusively. And uh, and again, as tough as that is to compete, you're doing it and uh, in, in an amazing way of high quality and, and competitive pricing. How the heck do you do it, buddy? Well, Gary, you're starting to touch on one of my favorite words, and that's intentional, because there is potentially more margin to be made if we imported all of our products. It potentially is easier when you've got a lot of you know options overseas, but it was a very intentional choice to produce right here in the U.S. because 
I love our country. I believe in the American worker and we want to have an opportunity to make a difference. And that's where this whole vision for Authentically American started five years ago from a blank sheet of paper. Awesome. Well, hey, let's go. Let's go into first year story as a uh, as someone that's defended our country. Because I'm, I'm, I, uh, I love, I love what you've done to, to be there to found our country as well as what you're doing today. So let's start. Let's start out kind of the beginning, and uh, you know what, what it's, what it's, what it was like to, to to defend our country and fight for our country. Let me share this, Gary. When people say, "Dean, what's most important to you?" I say my priorities in life align with God, family, and country. And my Christian faith is first and foremost in my life. And you've not not had an opportunity to meet my wife, Kelly, but we this year celebrated 28 years and we've got four amazing kids. So we've got two daughters, 24 and 21. We have an 18 year old son and we also have a 12 year old son we adopted from Ethiopia. So family is just incredibly important and I'm blessed with an amazing family. And from a country standpoint, you know, was privileged to have the opportunity to attend and graduate from the United States Military Academy, West Point. So I graduated in 1993, made the decision to go the aviation route. So went to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters, then had a unique opportunity to Gary after flight school to go to the Army Special Forces Ranger School. And that's a whole separate story there. But then served our country for seven years, 93 to 2000. And I will tell you, Gary, it's the incredible men and women that I served with over those seven years that led to a very intentional choice to donate 10% of our profits to veteran and first responder charities. And that's a way for us to honor our American heroes each and every day. Wow. So, yeah, so you're, so you're building a business now. I mean, that, that reflects on your values and, that, and that's, that's what great companies are built on, right? A founder has, has, has a, you know, set of core values that, that, uh, you know, they won't, you know, veer, veer from that you'll hire and you'll, and you'll, you'll uh, motivate and inspire people on your team to live by those values. And, uh, and those came from, from, from God, family and, you know, family and, uh, and your military background, basically you're saying. Amen. And that is the Gary, the number one filter as we're looking to have people join the authentically American team, you know, do their values, do their principles, do their ethos align with who we are. And if they're going to be at a party on Friday night in the neighborhood or with a bunch of friends, are they excited to share about our vision, our mission, what we're doing? And there's, of course, a lot more outside of work, but we really want people who feel the same level of passion about our vision and what we have an opportunity to make a difference. That's that's really cool. And, and I, you know, I think that exactly, you know, the same way. Our core values mean everything to us in our businesses. We hire by those core values. We inspire by them. We we have to, if it doesn't work out and somebody has to be let go, it's usually because they can't somehow can't live by some of our core values or so. So I get, I think it's so important to keep the, the best culture. Uh, if you want to compete, right. Keep the best culture Absolutely. you can within that team. And, and you're doing that. Uh, what, 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 uh, what are, what are the, uh, you know, what, what are some of your, your, you got a few core values that you guys live by? Well, I, I should highlight one thing, Gary, because most people, you know, as a new brand, probably, most people tuning in have never heard of Authentically American. Mm-hmm. And we're an apparel brand. We have amazing product. You mentioned that amazing product, but it's all made right here in the U.S. And to give everyone some context on how rare American made is, when I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% was made in the U.S. Today, it's 3.5. Wow. 3.5 is all that's made here. And that shocking statistic 
gave birth to our tagline, where's yours made? And most people, you know, don't give it a thought. They don't look at the tag. But after having endured two and a half years in a global pandemic with a war in Ukraine, what we're finding and the reason why our business is exploding is country of origin matters. And that is tied to one of our core beliefs, one of our values. We believe in the American worker. You know, there is a place for production all around the world. But if you're going to be wearing, producing, manufacturing items here in the U.S., it should be made right in our backyard. So where's yours made? That's what the question you asked that you're, that you're yeah. always asking anybody, right? And Gary, that's what I encourage everyone. So I joke that unless you live in a nudist colony, you make a choice every morning, you know, what shirt you're going to wear. And the next time you put on a shirt, take a look at that tag. I think most of your listeners are going to be shocked to see a made in China, you know, made in Vietnam, made in Bangladesh type tag. And most people that are tuning in prescribe to the same patriotic, you know, core beliefs and values. And they're going to want an American made tag. They just don't know that an option like ours actually exists. I know. Well, you know what? And I, I always uh, try to tell my marketing teams and it, it, when I ran for governor as well as my businesses. Um, to you know, buy for, buy an American, you know, buy American-made products always, right? But guess what? They they get uh, bamboozled sometimes because some of this stuff you look in a hat and it says, uh, you know, you you know USA, right? And they'll say marketed in small letters, USA big, right? Or America big and marketed, you know, small. And then and then uh, you'll find somewhere, you know, made in you know, Bangladesh or China or wherever. And so. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's easy to get fooled because you're, you're not always really paying attention enough to 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 think about that. Hey, that shirt looks good on me. I, I, I like that. I like that uh, logo on that shirt, whatever it is, right? And uh, and again, if you look first on that tag, you, you like you just said, only three and a half percent. You'd have to go through, you know, you know, you you you'd have ninety. It'd be ninety ninety six and a half to one to to uh, to three and a half odds, right? So that's that's uh, those are low odds if you're if you're looking hard. You're, you're, so how do how do you how do you make it really easy right, for for people to buy American? Tell us about that and and, and how you get in front of you know all those people that are buying you know, the Nike brands and the, that, are, that are made all over the all, all over the world and the in the worst environments in the world. How, how do you get them to, to look past those and look towards you guys you know consistently as you grow? Well, Gary, I will tell you, it has been anything but easy the last five years and. You know, after leaving the army, you know, worked at big companies like Procter and Gamble and Mars and big brands like Crest and Tide and M&Ms and was so thankful for that experience. Both of them are just world class marketing and branding companies. But after five years, I'm exhausted. I am even more energized because although we've had to build everything from the ground up and everything I took for granted in the P&G and Mars days, you know, we've had to build. But I'm even more energized because we truly have an opportunity to make a difference. And our biggest challenge, our big, uh, biggest opportunity is brand awareness. And that's why I was so thankful to connect with you and you know, have an opportunity to be your guest because you've got a great following. You've got an incredible listenership that follows you. And here was just another opportunity to share our story. And I will guarantee probably another 95, 99% have never heard of our brand. And that has really been the number one page out of our playbook from a marketing standpoint is earned media. Sure. You know, over the sure. last few years, I've been on you know, 50 plus podcasts, have been on national TV 23 times. We've been in Forbes magazine. And other than a lot of time, sweat and equity you know, put into it, you know, I can't afford 
you know, that type of exposure with God. So I've been thankful for national media really starting to embrace this feel-good American story we have about providing first and foremost amazing product and helping create American jobs. Now, have you ever thought about, is it, does it make sense, I guess, to, to actually think of the, the other, the, the rest of that 3% of the market uh, that, that, are, that are building in America, you know, products in America, to, to kind of like network and, and, uh, and pull together with them to, to take, your, take your multiple brands that are made in America together? to fight the, the made in China stuff? Yeah, it's absolutely a great thought. And there's a you know couple people out there that are starting to put together a made in USA e-commerce type platform so that if you have the type of values that you and I prescribe to, that you've got a one-stop shop location to go ahead and pick everything up. But I should clarify that you know a relatively small portion of our business is consumer focused, so more B2C whether it's things that are authentically American branded, a t-shirt, polo, quarter zip, or we have collegiate licenses. I'm wearing one of our collegiate licenses, one of my favorites. So this is a West Point quarter zip. We have Naval Academy, Air Force Academy. We have all the military schools. We have Alabama and Auburn, but 20% of our business, Gary, is on the consumer side, but 80% is more corporate, more B2B. So we have Fortune 500 clients like Pepsi and Bridgestone and Comcast. We have big veteran charities like Wounded Warrior, Tunnel to Towers, Team Red, White, and Blue. So that really is not an opportunity to go online. That's really building relationships like we have with you and how we first met each other and just continue to go ahead and provide an amazing product experience and an amazing customer experience. Well, you know, and, and again, I, so I think that... Uh, that there's there's multiple ways, in my opinion, when I think about your brand, and I know you're doing a lot of it, but, um, you know, I, I was one of the founders in Job Creators Network, and it's an organization that um, I'm actually getting back engaged with since I since I was, I, I stepped off all boards I was on when I ran for governor um, from a couple months before to, you know, recently. Um, one that I'm getting heavily engaged with, again, is Job Creators Network, a, a, a brand that's done amazing things in, over the last 12 years. Uh, most recently, we stopped Biden's uh, student loan bailout plan. So we, we we were the ones that had the lawsuit that that stopped that. Um, now he's appealing it, and he's in a second appeal right now. But we're gonna we're gonna win that one. This this little organization, Job Creators Network, started 12 years ago. Myself and five others. Bernie Marcus was the, was the kind of the the, the had the, the the brainstorm that he wanted to build this organization. I was one of the founders with him and a few others. And and today we've 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 not only won that student loan uh, against that student loan bailout for over four hundred billion dollars we stopped um, our taxes paying uh, and and then uh, to, to to create unaccountability of course but we also were the ones that stopped if during my campaign towards the end in January January fourteenth we won at the Supreme Court we won against uh, Biden again and or you know and that was that was a huge one that was against the vaccine mandate um, as as a uh, as, as an entrepreneur and a business leader of many businesses and, and many people, um, I couldn't imagine that being legal, that as a business, we could force our teammates to take a vaccine. Never in the past has that been the case, and I, I didn't think that was right. So we sued. I was one of the first plaintiffs. I was the first plaintiff on that case, and we won at the Supreme Court in the 14th. So what I'm getting at, I guess, is Job Creators Network now has hundreds of thousands of, of, of members. And uh, I'm getting re-engaged because I want to I want to engage the members more. I want to raise more money for the organization, all that because we're doing great things. But this is a perfect target market for you. I mean, these are all these are all you know American-loving, free market-loving businesses that want to fight against against crazy 
you know, crazy uh, regula- the regulatory environment that a Biden would put in place or our, our state governors that are lunatics like Pritzker, our, our governor in Illinois. So again, this, or- this organization is doing great things, but you're, you're the perfect uh, solution for all those businesses. So somehow we'll have to figure out how we get you in front of them. Uh, you know, it, it's like the NFIB, it, I, I'm, a, I'm a member there. I've been a member there for a long time too, but have you tried getting in front of them at all? I have, Gary. So I'm familiar with them. You know, we've got the NFIB member hanging in our office, but I was not familiar with the Job Creators Network. So that will be a follow-up later that you and I have offline because we'd love to learn more. And, and from what you described, sounds like the perfect organization that lines up with who we are as a business. Yeah, you'll find that they're much stronger when it comes to the, you know free the free market concept that we we need to continue to protect. Um, NFIB, you know, decent organization, but it hasn't been as strong in that in that respect for for, sure. for me anyway. Um, but uh, but either way, want to help you there for sure. But boy, yeah, it seems like a no brainer that if you can get in front of just you know American businesses that are that are that are fighting for their own survival while we continue to ship in more and more you know China you know China China goods and and stuff. Uh, it'd be a no-brainer. Yeah, I'll share a powerful story that just happened in the last couple of months because our business is really taking off. It's been incredible to see what's happened over the last six months. And one of our clients is a veteran charity. Are you familiar with Tunnel to Towers? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just a phenomenal organization. And I was not intimately familiar with it until about six months ago. But just a quick background for everybody who's not familiar. Tunnel of the Towers was birthed out of 9-11 and an incredible story about a fireman who on his off day, you know, heard about the towers going down and he wasn't able to drive, you know, back over to New York City. But he donned 60 pounds, 60 pounds of fireman's gear and ran five miles back to the tower and courageously saved hundreds of people's lives, but tragically lost his life in the process. And, you know, since that day, every year they've held a run in his honor. And it's amazing the impact they've had over the last five years because they've grown tremendously. And what they do is if a first responder, a police officer, veteran lose their lives in the line of duty, they pay off their mortgage. Awesome. Stories are incredible. And Gary, they have this iconic red hat. So if you donate at a certain level, they will go ahead and send you this hat. And their chief marketing officer, Larry Olson, just shared this story with me. One fellow veteran, you know, donated at that level. He got this red iconic hat and it had a made in Bangladesh tag. He cut this hat up into shreds, you know, sent a note back with one short sentence that said, shame on you. Mm. Shame on you. And they are in the process of transitioning all of their apparel, all their merchandise over to us because they realize that there's an opportunity if they, now that they know that we exist, to go ahead and provide, like you said, amazing product that's American made and aligns so well with the veterans of their members and their supporters. That's that's a great story. And, and you know, I I got to believe there, there's, uh, there's a way to put more pressure on politicians running for office as well, because I, I know that... Uh, you know, most people that ran for office, you know, in, in, in my race, the governor's race and others around me, I checked, I checked for labels, not after I, after I met you and started buying, you know, made, making sure it's made America. Very, very few. I mean, really, I don't remember any that were made in America from, from my opponents. And I could have used it. I could have used it against them, but 
But I know in my past, actually in that governor's race and in my business, we've been we've been bamboozled by 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 brands that said they're made in America and they weren't, right? So I, I was like, ah, it's probably not a fight to pick. But boy, you know what? In the future, if you if we market it well enough, you know, it, it should be a no-brainer that if you're running for office or any office, community-wise, and small community or a big community, a state or federal government, right? Why the hell would you ever, you know, wear anything but something made in our country? Um, because you're supposed to be fighting for for jobs and fighting for people in this country, right? If you're running and representing this, the, you know, the people of your community, your state, or your country. So I, that's something that uh, it, it seems it seems like you can work on consultants and whoever else and and use use that positively, or they can use it negatively against their opponents too. <laughs> so. I wish I had specific statistics, but, you know, I've been to a number of events before and the candidate is up there stumping how much they love our country. They want to fight for the American worker. But then you will look at their campaign shirt that they gave out to volunteers, you know, made in China. Yeah. And made in China is an evil country. They would love to wipe us off the face of the earth. And it's amazing. Back to one of my favorite words, intentional. If you're running for office, it needs to be a very intentional choice whenever possible that you choose and you fight for the American worker. Absolutely. So it's what it's supposed to be about. Now, and I actually was part of a, a great, or, what I thought was a great organization innovatively, uh, a great organization when it comes to, you know, just, just creating uh, technology and doing cool things with technologies. We've got a couple of technology businesses and we invest in technology a lot. It was called, I was invited to be part of it because I thought I was, you know, big enough business player in the technology world and all that, but it's called uh, Abundance 360. Abundance 360. They they have they hold their annual events out in California and in, in, in uh, L.A. or Hollywood or whatever. And then it's some of the biggest tech people. And and I I was enjoying it a lot. My son came out to Austin's very. My son Austin is the CEO of all our companies. is is big into technology, and I am too. I think we can use technology to to, to make life or make our businesses more uh, product productive, higher, deliver higher quality products, right? All those things. But boy, it, it, I, I went two years in a row. In the first year, they talked a little bit about the, you know, the the, the glory of doing business in China and, and just a little bit. Like they had one speaker, um, and boy, it made me sick. But but they but they were kind of excited about this, right? The second year, boy, I tell you what, probably probably a third or or, or, or you know forty percent of all the subject matter was about doing business in China and that great entrepreneurial uh, market that was that, that that is that in China. And this was only a few years ago. Um, and I, you know, I talked to the, the people leading the event. And I said, it basically, are you guys crazy? I, this, this isn't right. It's, it's not, this is not something to brag about. This is not something to be proud of. Okay. These people don't like us. Actually, they, they, they would love us dead. And, 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 and yet we want to do, you, you want to promote technology building in China where they're going to take, they can take it from us. Our IP is no good. Um, anyway, it made me, it made me really sick. And, 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 and I, I, I never went back to this thing in the last three years. That's too bad because there's a lot of innovative people there. But I think I think innovators, CEOs, and leaders of companies kind of get taken off sometimes uh, in, in in some fantasy world uh, that uh, that everybody's out for the best interest of, of of us as Americans. But as you know, it's not the case. These son of a guns and 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 in China and and you know many of these countries, they're they're envious. They can't stand us. They can't stand freedom and free markets and. And they want us. They want us wiped off the, the face of the earth, earth if they can. Um, so either way, that 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 puzzled me at first. And I, I was like, man, these people just don't get it. They don't. They they they're they're not going to get it. So I start stopped. You know, going to this thing. But it's it, but it's too bad because we need more innovators that that understand 
the, the value of this great, you know, this great free country that, that, that embraces free enterprise and, and has created more, more innovation and more you know, great ideas and inventions than any country in the history of the world, right? Um, and what you're doing, you, you were at Procter & Gamble, right, uh, after, after you got out of the military and, and worked for big corporate America, right? Absolutely. Worked for big companies like Procter & Gamble and Mars. And that was ultimately the, you know, initial inspiration that, you know, catalyst for me to become an entrepreneur. Yeah, because I mean, and, and what, what I find in big corporations like that is, hey, they might be out for the, for the best interests of their customers, of course, they might be out for all the right reasons. But innovation is very slow. It, it, when you think about a, uh, innovation, in my opinion, when you have a uh, a small business with with innovative minds, a leader and, and, and a team of innovators, right? They get so much done when it comes to challenging the status quo and actually developing great products and services. When you look at a Procter and Gamble, they're, they're they're you know big, huge, you know slow moving ships. To turn those ships to innovation um, becomes next next impossible. And so uh, I, I got to believe that you you felt some of that when you're there, and you and when you started on your own, you're like, well, this is you know you've got all the freedom. To, to, to innovate and do what you want, right? Brand-wise, product-wise, whatever. And, and this is why those big, slow-moving ships have to buy companies like, like you know, yours or mine or whatever. Otherwise, there's no innovation. It's kind of, kind of like a big, big government. It's kind of the same thing, in my opinion, right? Big government stunts innovation. Big government, you know, ruins the, the, the you know, free markets because they, they have to tax, tax, tax the death. Um, you know, any, 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 anything that, that moves or breathes or creates a profit. Um, so big, big business uh, can be good, right? But they, they've got to invest in small businesses to be great. Um, big countries that, 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 uh, you know, that are overwhelmed with big tax and big government, not so good either, right? Um, you know, we need to somehow stay nimble as, as, in our businesses as, we, as we, we should as a country. Yeah, I laugh thinking back to my history because when I left the Army in 2000, well, first of all, I should say, I tell everybody I'm a veteran and entrepreneur, but when I left the army in 2000, I couldn't even spell entrepreneur. <laughs> Didn't even know this world existed. Well, you know, the E's and the U's and all that, you know, that's oh, kind yeah. of first. Thank goodness for spell check. But what I realized is so often we're a product of our environment and had an amazing family growing up. And my dad was a 30 year engineer for Alcoa, you know, a fortune 500 aluminum company. And most of his friends, most of our neighbors work for big companies. So when I left the army in 2000, what did I think I was going to do? Work for a big company. I mean, that was the whole you know, environment that I grew up in. And so thankful because they're both P&G and Mars are great companies, learned a ton. But like you, I have this insatiable desire to know that I'm making a difference. And P&G is a massive $80 billion company. $80 billion. Mars wow. is size, but still a $40 billion company. And I had fairly big jobs and was very well paid. But Gary, at one point, I realized that if you pull me out, the next guy steps right up and the machine keeps going and it doesn't skip a beat. And I truly wrestled with if I'm making a difference when I'm that replaceable. And that was the initial catalyst to say, okay, you know what, what else can I do? And as I started doing my own due diligence and researching, that's where I learned how to spell entrepreneur. <laughs> I learned what it means to be an entrepreneur, and it's been the most rewarding. It's been the most exhausting, but I, like I said, have been so incredibly energized about what we've had an opportunity to create. No, you know, you know what you're doing is is, is amazing. What? Tell me about the growth from you say six, seven years ago you started. How long ago was it now? So five years now. So 2017, we're a blank sheet of paper. 
Okay, tell us about, tell me about that. So, you know, we doubled the first couple of years and then 2020, we planned to triple our business and then COVID hit. And we do have some angel investors on board, but Gary, for the most part, we're a bootstrap startup. And when all the threats of lockdown and shutdown and everything was out there, my initial thought was, are we even going to survive? Because if we don't have product, we don't have revenue. If we don't have revenue, then we're going out of business. Yep. And I will tell you, over the last two years, you know, we have manufacturing in 11 states. So everyone loves our T-shirt. You've worn our T-shirt. You know how incredibly soft they are. You would make those in Texas. We have some amazing socks we make in North Carolina. So 11 states across the U.S. And all of our factories were operating at some reduced level of capacity. So it was not easy. But each and every one of them continued to step up and to make amazing product. And I will tell you, Gary, Q3 was a record quarter for us. Awesome. Q4, we're not even done, and we're already double where we're at Q4. And you know, we have really started to focus and understand where our brand resonates. But I'm excited for what 2023 holds and the next five years hold because it's kind of that flywheel that's taken a hold for the first few years. It felt like we were running hard and fast and really weren't going anywhere. But now more and more clients, more individual customers are ordering for a second, third, fourth, fifth time. And then they're telling other friends and their friends are ordering not only for themselves, but for business or favorite charity. So it is really starting to get that flywheel and it's really starting to take off. And, you know, we're getting ready to move into a new space in January that will be 4X our current space. Amazing. Uh, you know, uh, tell me, um, you know, I, I'm all about differentiation, right? My slogan had... Uh, discover the difference for decades because I wanted people to discover what made us different, right? And I wanted my teammates, like you said, to tell the story of what makes us different, what makes them personally different, what makes the products we deliver different. And, uh, and different, you know, difference, difference, uh, differentiation isn't that important if it's not not really serving, right? It's not, it's not really, you know, adding value to the customer, but we ours all do, right? And so we, we've constantly fo focused on that. With that, we've had amazing success in a lot of ways in our businesses. Our, my teammates, my leaders, all in our businesses get that point, okay? So differentiate or die is something I say in business. Either differentiate or die. I mean, you, you, you're not going to compete uh, if you don't give your customers something more, better, and they don't feel the difference. They don't have that, that you know, they don't feel the, the wow factor that we expect our, our customers to feel. So again, I think it's important. When you, when you think about differentiation for yourself, and I, I got the big one, you're made in America consistently. I, I know the difference because I've used your products, okay? But, but when it comes to your quality, the feel, like you're saying, your shirts and hats, uh, I got lots of compliments on, 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 my, on, on your stuff. And people are still wearing them right now on my, on my governor's campaign. I'm not, and I lost, okay, but they're still wearing them because I, they're, they're telling me about it. But either way, tell me what, what are the, what are the, I know, I know, I know about, you know, the main America is a huge differentiator. The, tell me about the, what you think are your top three differentiators that you can drive uh, home on a, on a consistent basis. Well, Gary, let, let me share this because back to intentional, we highlight that we're veteran owned. We reinforce how important it is to make that choice for American made, but as a consumer brand, that's not good enough. If somebody was tuning in to here today and they say, you know what, sounds amazing, and they order something from us and they get it like, well, thanks a lot, Gary, that product stinks. I mean, who cares? You're never buying it again. So that is first and foremost, Gary, is product experience. And let me do this. Since we're on video, let me do a quick show and tell because apparel is a massive 
$300 billion industry, right. $300 billion every year. And the most ubiquitous apparel item is the T-shirt. You're wearing one right now. I was wearing one this morning when I woke up. But this is one of my personal favorites. So this is a Go Army, one of our West Point collection. And I wish you were here in person because you would be you know, sharing sentiments like you had before. Like, this has got to be the softest T-shirt I've ever felt. Uh-huh. And that's by design because who doesn't love a nice, soft T-shirt? Yeah. I know you're down in Florida right now, and you know, think a lot of the t-shirts historically that have been in your closet, they have that heavy plastisol ink, and on a hot summer day, it will stick to your chest. You wash it a few times, it will crack, sure. and that is not our shirts. As you know, the graphics, the print, we very intentionally you use a soft hand print because we want the fabric, we want the print to include tagless to be incredibly soft, so that's yeah. how all of our t-shirts are, but I know you're very active, fit, and prescribed a healthy lifestyle. So this is where that show and tell comes in. Watch what happens when I spray this shirt. You can see Beat Navy magically appears, and this is our sweat activated. And I see the look on your face and Chris's. And here on the back side is our vintage flag, but I'm going to spray the back. That is that's funny. And I love to highlight this, Gary, because I've literally had people say, Dean, no offense. I don't care where it's made. The shirt's incredibly soft. I can't even feel the print. And like your reaction, like, that is so cool. That's amazing. And this is my personal favorite, given the Go Army, Beat Navy, that whole Army-Navy rivalry. But we've done hundreds of custom designs because I've had people say, Dean, well, how do you differentiate? How do you innovate in apparel? You know, and this is one example. And the Made in USA tag is great, but what's most important is that product experience. And our whole goal is whether it's one of our authentically American shirts, whether it's a West Point one or for your company or your charity, that it's your new favorite. If you wore it on Friday, you want to wash and wear it again because it's your new favorite. It's so soft. It's so comfortable. And this is a prime example, Gary. You know, people you know, wear this all the time. They wear it out. You know, I get tagged in pictures almost every day. but this is a prime example on what's most important to us as a consumer brand is that product it. experience. That's cool. That's really cool. I love it. Now, uh, and okay, now so so you got you got made in America. I know it's high quality. I mean that that's that's a really cool thing. <laughs> Think about it, you know getting wet and then and then reading something you know additional to the go you know go army is really cool. Now, what about uh, what about price? Can you be competitive? I mean, when we look at the labor costs and all these things in our country. And the rising labor costs, right? How the heck do you compete on price? I'll tell you, Gary, I'm laughing because that has been a stereotype that we have had to fight. Most people say, Dean, you're American-made. you got to be outrageously expensive. And I'm like, no, no, we're not. You know, We've got amazing product. It's all American-made, but we're competitively priced. And it's all relative because if you're buying a known national brand, whether it's Nike, Patagonia, Land's End, Under Armour Polo, any brand like that, we're parity price, but it's a business model choice. And think back to the days of Dell and their original model of Go Direct. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a wholesale program. We don't sell to Amazon. We don't sell to third-party distributors. So if you're a business, if you're a charity and you want authentically American for your company or for your charity, you don't go to a third-party distributor. You only work with authentically American directly. You work with my team. 
And that is, Gary, the really the third point of differentiation. First is American made. Second is that product experience. But if you are a business, you're a charity, although apparel is important, you've got a lot of other things going on. And I love it when I get unsolicited calls, texts, and emails when that people say, Dean, I got to tell you, your team is amazing. I mean, the way they delivered on that customer experience was like, wow. And I love your product. I love you know, everything about your brand, but I want to work with your team because they've made it so easy. They've been a great partner for us. That's it's so important, right? I mean, you're, you know, my teams are the same way. They, they almost all of them touch my customers in some way, whether it's the the, the leader of the, the company, it's this, it's their sales leaders or a sales team. It could be a project manager, it could be a laborer on a job, right? Shoveling asphalt or concrete. The way they interact with with, with our our customers is so important. You can't can't speak enough for that. And and you know, good great leaders understand how to build a team that that's that's servant minded, right? That's out there to serve their customers. And in a way that that the customer loves doing business with them, right? That's just not that that's not that common anywhere. I mean, I just went to some stores this morning and stuff like that, and, and they're, they're, you know you notice the difference when you see great customer service compared to no customer service, right? And so yeah, I, that, relationships matter in a big way, and I and I know you guys do an awesome job with that. I experienced it myself. Um, what what uh, what are your top what are your top three um, you know t-shirts number one that's what what's number two number three big, uh, most most popular uh, apparel I'll highlight another one Gary so I joke that nobody wears ties anymore socks are the new ties and I mentioned how we've been blessed with some incredible national TV coverage so the last time we were on national TV you know these fun patriotic socks were the number one seller. All and right. the reason is, is I didn't say how amazing they are, but the host in front of 2 million people said these are his favorite pair of socks. That's awesome. And you, and you can imagine the spike in traffic and you can imagine the spike in sales. But here's why that happened, because the host didn't mention anything about them being American made. He said they're so soft. They're so comfortable. They have this fun patriotic design. That's why they're his favorite pair. But when you have an experience like that, Gary, you want to learn more about the brand. And very proudly, what you will see written here is designed in Nashville, you know, made in North Carolina. And back to that 3.5% number, you'll realize that anything that you have in your closet and your sock drawer is not American made. And then you'll go to our website, learn the story and ethos and everything behind our brand. But, you know, it starts with, again, that product experience. But that's why I love social media and technology, because it really provides us an opportunity to share our story. And there's a story behind these socks. And like the t-shirt where we've done hundreds of custom sweat activated designs, you know, we now have fun with businesses and charities because, you know, take off the red, white, and blue, whatever your colors are as a business, whatever your logo is, and it's just a fun way to go ahead and build your brand. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to talk after. I want you to meet with my marketing team because I want, I want socks for the Rayvine group of companies. I want some, I want each company to have their own socks, but I like the idea of, of actually red, you know, the red, white, and blue, the, the, the flag um, logos on, you know, the, the, the stars and stripes on there, and then and then have the name of the business with it because we're, we're we're proud American companies and doing business with American companies, and I think that's cool. If you know, just a just a nice message to send to your customers, you know, give them a pair of socks like that for any occasion, you know, with their logo on it and and the American, you know, stars and stripes, and man, you got something in my opinion that's pretty cool. So, it's. To your point, a lot of our clients use these as client gifts because, you know, T-shirts are phenomenal, but you got to worry about size. Well, is Gary a medium or is an X large? I'm not sure. You know, socks, you know, what we have, you know, 
fits most. So size nine to 12. And what I've found, our clients that have the most success is they not only say, okay, here's a great gift. They'll say, hey, take a look at the tag. It's American made because that's who we are as a company. That's what we believe in. We believe in the American worker. So they share a little bit on why. And what we found is the level of engagement with their team, their employees, you know, skyrockets because nobody's going to stay at your company just because you give them a great T-shirt or give them a great pair of socks. But it's just one more reinforcement on why they love working for your company, why they love volunteer for your organization. And that's what we want to provide is that indispensable partnership with our clients where it's just one more reason why you know, they love your organization. I love it. Tell, tell me, um, you know, how, how does your how does your faith and family um, really, really parlay into this business thing? I mean, when you when you look at uh, what you do every day to work your, your butt off and, and serve your customers, I know you love it like I love it. Right. But. Well, what, how does your faith and family come into play when it comes to, you know, leading your business and growing this business and all that? Well, Gary, I start out each and every day the same way, and it's on my knees in prayer. Because back to not even being able to spell entrepreneur, I lean in a lot of help. I need a lot of guidance and wisdom, and I know you and I both have the same chairman. And that's why I'm on my knees praying every day for God's guidance and provision. And you know, the days are incredibly long. You know, there's a lot of hard work and a lot that's poured into it. But I'm very intentional as well that when it comes dinner time, I'm home. Whether it's to go ahead and be there for dinner, whether it's to go ahead and, you know, coach the kids. You know, I just want to be present. I want to be there. I want to be a great husband. I want to be an amazing dad. And you can't do that if you're absent. And, you know, this is one of the things that goes back to military training and ranger school. But you know, sometimes I don't sleep much, but I found when you're pursuing your passion and when you're pursuing what you love, it gives you an abundant amount of energy. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And, you know, I, I think, you know, that's that's a, those are awesome uh, lessons to, to, to share with any anybody in business. Right. And I worked I worked crazy hours for 10 years of my life, maybe more, maybe a little longer than that, where I hardly saw my family, my kids as they're little. And uh, if I went back, I would have figured out a way not to do that, right? To, to, to have been there and present for them at night and all that. And I, I wasn't. But later on in life, I, I did a little better job with that. And uh, I'm blessed. I've got four amazing kids like you. One, my last one adopted. And then my, 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 my first three. And uh, today, the, the, the fruits of uh, my wife and I, uh, labor in, our labor in raising these kids, um, and our mentorship of these kids has paid off because they're really, really good people. And that's the most important thing in our lives, right? God blesses us with these little people to, to, to create great people. And if we can do that, life is amazing. And I, I think that's uh, the best part of life, actually. So Gary, here's kind of a quick story that all four of our kids have this memory because, you know, uh, when the kids were younger, love bath time. And we always would, you know, curl up with the kids and, you know, read bedtime stories and, you know, say our prayers. And all of our kids have memories of me just completely passed out, falling asleep. And my wife would come out, have to come in and drag me out because after a long day, I mean, you're tired, but you know, the kids have memories of me falling asleep right next to them. That's, that's awesome. So uh, what are, what do you, what do you feel are your biggest uh, lessons that you could pass on to a young entrepreneur? You know, Hey, some, somebody uh, that wants to lead in the military as you did, right? What, what's, what are the biggest lessons of life and business that you could pass on to again, uh, you know, young, young person that wants to be a leader in the military. That same person, in my opinion, could be qualified to be a great leader in, in, in life in any way, including entrepreneurship. Tell me, tell me your, your biggest lessons of leadership that you would pass on. 
Sure, one Gary that goes all the way back to Ranger School, and you know one of the first lessons is you know just the importance of hard work and the importance of commitment and perseverance because unless you've been in the military, you're probably not familiar with Ranger School, and I didn't know it back then, Gary, but Ranger School was such great training for leading a startup. And mm -hmm. reason being, on day one, there were 340 of us. And there's a lot of military doctrine and tactics, but at its core, Ranger School is a leadership school. And what they do is deprive you of everything you think you need to survive, namely food and sleep, and then puts you in incredibly stressful situations. So, Gary, for 72 days straight, 72 days straight, lived on one meal a day and wow. two to three hours sleep a night. And then they just put you in incredibly stressful situations. And after those 72 days, you know, we lost 80% of our class. We went from 340 and there were only 70 of us graduating. Wow. And, you know, it was all about no sleep and incredible stress. And that's the life I'm living now as an entrepreneur. So I think that was one valuable lesson back from the military is the importance of hard work, commitment, and, you know, that perseverance to get through something. But an even more important one that also came out of Ranger School is the importance of teamwork. Because you are assigned a Ranger buddy and that Ranger buddy is instructed to never leave your side, to always be there, to always have your back. And what I have the most fondest memories of Roy Backey of going through that experience together. And we still keep in touch today, literally just texted him last weekend. So 30 years later, here we are still in touch, having gone through that experience. But you know that experience, the importance of teamwork you know, has lasted with me. And I think so often if you come out of the military or if you're a new entrepreneur and you're starting from scratch is so often it's like, well, I just got to do it all myself. And I think the importance is, you know what, business is the ultimate team sport. Even if you're a sole proprietor, you know, you're going to have to have a banker. You're going to have to have a CPA. You're going to have to have an attorney, all these different people that you work with. And what I realized, and even if they're not on your payroll, you know, I've been amazed at how many people have stepped up and gone out of their way to help me. So it's just embracing that idea of teamwork. Absolutely. I love it. And, you know, it, it, the and it, like you said, go outside to pay your payroll. I mean, you're, there's plenty of people that, that if you meet will share their experiences with you. Right. And if there's people that have led before uh, militarily or, or business wise, and I, I've done it business wise over and over again. And uh, I've got many mentors in my life that I still, I, I still uh, go back to today and, and, and call on, right? Um, of all different varying uh, experience levels and all different industries. And, uh, and, and again, I think that's the most important thing is there's a big team out there if you want to create that big team. And I think we, we should all have, I believe, advisors in our life that we trust, that, that we probably love and they probably love us, that will always be there to share experiences with us. And I, I know you've gotten a lot of that and, and you'll continue to, to, to get that from people and as well as be that to people. I think that's the most important thing in life. As we raise our kids, we, we build our businesses and we, we mentor people in our businesses, our friends outside our businesses, right? I think that the, the best mark we can leave in this world is, you know, you know people behind that say, there's something I learned from my old buddy, Dean, my old buddy, Gary, right? I, let me tell you something I learned from this guy. And they, and they you know, carry that on, right? And, and, and give that to, that to their mentees. But I, get, I think that's, that, that's uh, there's not enough of that in the world, and there, but, but it can be access, accessible, in my opinion, if we just, we just find people that we know care about us that we'll give to and care, care for as well. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I'll tell you, Gary, just investing in those relationships, and I've been blown away at so many people 
you know, a lot of our initial angel investors were fellow West Point grads and classmates. And when they came on board, I'm like, well, I know we've got a good idea, but it's not, you know, the best one. And they're like, Dean, you have always been there for me. You've had my back anytime I had a need. You were there for me. So that's why I want to be here for you. And that's awesome. My favorite mantras. It's not what you know, it's who you know, but it's not about what you can get from that other person. I believe you turn it around and say, okay, what can I do to help Gary? What can I do to help Chris? How can I help go out of my way? And then, you know, eventually at some point I'll come back. But if you've got that initial focus, you know, it pays off tenfold. Yeah, I really, you know, you, you, uh, you and I both love God and, and, and love Jesus Christ. Right. And, and what did that, what did that guy do? What did that skinny guy, skinny little guy with long hair and nothing, nothing but his sandals. Right? what do you, what do you do to become so doggone popular? Right. Uh, Like there's this thing called serving others and he, and he did it every, every minute of his life. Um, If we can just do a little of that or as much as we can of that in our lives, things work out. Okay. Chris, uh, what do you got? Uh, You know, Chris likes to go through the, uh, the the nuggets of success at the end of the year. Yeah. And just incredible, uh, really, um, you know, Ranger school sounds like just about the hardest thing that anyone could ever go through. Um, real, Real quick. I just, I wanted to ask like, what, how, how did you keep yourself sane and, and make it through that? You know, I mentioned the number one reason is Roy Backey, you know, my ranger buddy, because there were days when I was ready to ring the bell and quit and hang it up. And he's like, no, you're not. You know, he'd grab me by my straps and pull me up like only a Marine infantry sergeant could do. And then there were days because he was a bigger football player. He was starving. And I went from 195 down to 175 you know, lost 20 pounds. He went from 220 down to 175 with me. So he was hungry. So, you know, there weren't days where either one of us, you know, didn't feel great. So it was coming upon both of us. When one of us was feeling down, we'd pick each other up. Awesome. Well, Dean, you're, you're an awesome man. We really, really appreciate your service. We really appreciate your friendship and, uh, and what you're doing. Uh, keep in touch with me and, and uh, let's make sure your, your, your team is getting in front of all my, my little companies and, Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to make sure we're using your stuff and uh, and our names on your on your on your stuff. All right. So and they do there to help you. Otherwise, uh, thanks thanks for, so much for being a uh, a guiding light to so many, including including our listeners. Yeah. Well, Gary, you're a good friend and a great American, and I really appreciate who you are and what you stand for and what you're all about. So honored to be your guest. Thank you, buddy. Until next next time. Uh, from here's from ditch digger ceo we'll see you guys later and thanks for everything man appreciate you yeah hey hey, dean real quick where can people find out more about you so the number one location to go to chris is authenticallyamerican.us that's our website authenticallyamerican.us and that us was an intentional choice you know given the equity of our brand and let's put that all over this uh podcast too chris i know you will oh yeah of course awesome Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Always great to catch up. Chris, pleasure to meet you. If you enjoy this show, please share with anyone else you think will find value here. And please go to our website, ditchdiggerceo.com for show notes, links, video clips, and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom. Don't forget to follow me on social media at ditchdiggerceo. Paper routes, mowing lawns, careless hands. Daddy had six kids to raise. Factory and night labor, my day. Learn by example, not the words you said. 
Them as they left the university at 24.